You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Okay, Lauren. Well, we kind of talked about this last week. By the way, one of my favorite podcasts last week, if you guys have not listened uh, to last week's podcast concerning blogging, I'd really suggest it. But uh, this week, we're going to talk a little bit about how to close that sale, right? Or have to how to start exactly. that sale. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about strong calls to action. So we'll talk a little bit about what a call to action is, some types, and kind of the components that we think make a good call to action, and give you a few examples as well. So I guess to me, um, I liken a call to action to pretty much the same process as when I'm writing a good, compelling headline. So that's the way I kind of think about it. It's a bold, clear, concise statement So some of the same things that you'll find when writing headlines or email subject lines that are helpful are kind of the same principles to apply to this. So things like, you know, numbers draw people's attention, statistics, or a short promise that is true. Let's let's use that caveat. Don't make a promise that your brand can't keep or, you know, put a blatant lie, like lose a hundred pounds overnight, click here kind of thing. Although I wish that was true, don't we? Um, but persuasive, strong words. And again, like keep it short. So I think, you know, in your email headlines or subject lines, you know, seven or eight words max, you know, and kind of apply that same principle here. So let's talk about just, I guess, the components of a good call to action. So I kind of break it down into these pieces. So your general value proposition is kind of like your base. And then firing behind your value proposition is some form of an urgency call, you know, in this statement. And then you want to make sure it's clear and relevant and try to limit any distraction or any anxiety from someone like making a decision with this call to action. So you can kind of envision that maybe as like, I don't know, a car. So your value proposition is the car moving forward and the urgency is like the gas, you know, pushing it forward. And then the relevance and clarity is, you know, coming up from the car, pushing it forward and, you know, moving. And then we're putting the distraction and anxiety behind us or stop, like what would stop the car. So kind of think about it that way as like a model. Um, so those are kind of the the pieces to create a good call to action. And, you know, when we talk about a call to action, there's a million places that you could have a call to action, whether that be in a print medium or on your website, especially um, on social media, on advertisements. I mean, you see calls to action marketing, quite frankly, everywhere. So this is something you're probably creating and doing, but maybe you can polish and perfect and see if it makes a difference in your return or your conversions. So just a couple of like quick examples. I'm sure this is kind of helping you now, like, oh, okay, you know, I, I see this or I am doing this all the time, but 
On social media, you'll often see maybe a ad that has a video or a graphic, and then in their content would be a call to action. And then also generally what you see on the ad is also a call to action. So you're actually getting two or three. And then for instance, on Facebook, below that graphic, you'll have often a button like a learn more or, you know, um, contact us or purchase buy now. So there are multiple calls to action just in one Facebook ad, for instance. Um, you'll often see things like pushing people to links or forms, um, downloads, buttons, like I just mentioned, you know, sign up, buy now, download, contact, call us, email us, um, donate, maybe claim something. There are lots of action words that you will often see. Um, one of my other that I really like is, um, claim. I think like if someone sees claim, claim an offer, claim, um, a download that's valuable. I really like that word and I don't see it used as much. So try to be concise, but also, um, stand out from the crowd as well. So those are kind of like my basics, I guess. Um, I think we could talk about a couple of more like really good examples. So if you're looking to perfect, I think we could probably add to that thought process too. I have a few thoughts there. So, yeah, that's good. No, uh, before we kind of go there, I, I just kind of echo some of the things you're saying. I, I think the other, the call to action doesn't necessarily always have to be, I think this is what people have the perception of that they always think it's going to be, you know, a monetary piece or something like that. I think their calls to action can be defined as a lot of things. A call to action could be something like subscribe, or it's, it's basically an engagement moment, uh, like, uh, you know, download um, X number of white paper, whatever. And then the other thing that you mentioned a little bit, excuse me, that's really come back actually since the pandemic is the kind of tiered or phased call to action. In other words, the first call to action might be, you know, take a picture of this QR code, i.e., you know, pandemic slash menu. And then two is the next step of that call to action is basically, you know, fill out this form and or uh, submit it or claim it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you, um, you're right on track with, uh, you know, super ways to, to, you know, move the call to action forward. So. Thanks. Well, let's talk about a couple of others that I haven't mentioned and I'll kind of give an example, but um, I did say, you know, in kind of the ads, you'll see multiple calls to action, but one that I think is also very effective is when you're delivering your value proposition or your brand promise, it can't always just be, you know, to sell an item or to buy a ticket. So maybe let's think about, you see an ad for, I don't know, like a product, like a skincare product. Okay. So their main goal is obviously to sell you that product, but what I think is even more effective is one, either backing that up with a testimonial as part of that graphic or two, which you could use this, but um, really delivering on the experience you would expect rather than just telling someone to buy. So for example, like just thinking about skincare, maybe um, you could, you know, say, well, here's a testimonial and this person saying that I don't have to wear makeup anymore, or my skin looks great without doing anything when I get up in the morning, something like that. 
And you could even use a testimonial to back that up. And in that case, that's very compelling for the reader who might then engage rather than if you just said, here's our product, buy it now. So those are really two different calls to action. One's direct, which is the, yes, there's still a shop, you know, shop here, buy now button. But the ad copy does a lot of the selling by, you know, really getting you to focus on the experience or the testimonial. So that's one thing that I, I think is very highly effective. So that's kind of a different way to think about it. Um, the other thing that I like to see, which I think is also compelling, is when the call to action or the ad copy um, offers something, you know, eye catching or it's a great headline, um, it's a great image, but the appeal to emotion or comfort or safety. Several episodes back when we talked about nostalgia marketing and appealing to different people's emotions, that's another great way to position a call to action through that. So maybe it's through the ad copy or maybe it's through that visual, but the whole call to action experience feels more like a gentle like nudge and less like an ad if you appeal to those emotions or nostalgia. So I think that that is highly effective as well, rather than the, you know, like I said, here's our product, buy it now, or, you know, here's our place, here's how much the ticket is, come on by, you know, that's a much different approach. So, yeah, I think, you know, and I think you're seeing more and more of this, of um, savvy marketers trying to stand out because everyone is tired of the ad and people are much more savvy um, than they were several years ago, especially on social media to what's an ad and what is organic content. So I think that that's a good way to kind of meld the two together comfortably. Yeah. I was going to exact same say the exact same thing. Uh, the consumer themselves become much more savvy. And so it makes it a little bit more challenging for the marketer to, you know, kind of work that call to action in without sounding like a kind of used car salesman deal. Yeah. Or AI or a robot, you know, and that's a whole other topic that is, would definitely be a great podcast, but yes, I completely agree. So as much as you can make it feel and match your brand voice and feel authentic, um, I think the more effective that your call to action or actions will be. And I will add, that's kind of my other thing is I think offering multiple calls to action is the way to go. You know, um, like I kind of said with the ad example on Facebook, um, you know, offering it, you know, in the copy on the graphic or video, and then the button below, there's three or four places there on your website landing page, you know, you have different areas and multiple opportunities to catch someone before they leave that page. So I think that that's very smart. Yeah. Totally agree. I echo that. I'm doing a lot of echoing. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm great. talking a lot, but hey, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great. That's good. What else do we have about call to action? Anything else you want to mention before we stop? I don't think so. I mean, I think that those are my hot tips. So if you all have any you know, specific questions or want us to look at anything specific that you're building, you know, we're always open to that. So let us know. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Just uh, you know, hit us up on the social and and uh, ask Lauren some questions about calls to action. That's uh, that's a great deal. So, uh, what's next week, Lauren? What are we gonna What are we gonna talk about? So we are going to talk about branding and kind of a definition discussion because I it's a question we get asked a lot or questions we get asked a lot and or in the design or rebranding world, just kind of a little bit of a 
maybe a 101 course on branding. So that'll be a Excellent. good one. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll put our mark on it for sure. So <laughs> all right, for the G Factor podcast, I'm Tony Van. And I'm Lauren Doherty. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.